0: And welcome to the ninety-first episode of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name's Brandon Chowan. And joining me tonight are Ash Collins and Mark Nadeau. Ash, how are you this evening?
1: May the fourth be with you. Fantastic. And we're actually, you know, broadcasting this, you know, releasing it tomorrow. You know, happy the revenge of the fifth, also.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And Mark, how's everything going for you? Well,
2: oh, good. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Day of the Dead. Yes. Yeah, so what
0: is the date for that?
2: I thought it was May 5th. It
0: that is. Could okay. i totally
2: out of my ass. So I'm pretty sure it was
0: nope. May 5th. I, I think you're right because my coworker said that they're having a Cinco de Mayo party tomorrow or this oh. weekend. So <laughs> I imagine you're right.
2: Cinco de Mayo means May 5th in Spanish.
0: So. Oh, does it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Good. <laughs> yep. This is America. I speak American. All right. Not your fucking Spanish. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna to have to I here. I can't kidding.
2: hear you over the wall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So tonight we are gonna kick off a brand new video game arc with a review of the one that started it all. Super Mario Brothers from 1993. And we're also going to move on to round 27 of the Best in the Backlog Challenge. First, though, let's talk about social media and how you can follow us outside of just listening to the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Cinefessions. You can email us at contact at cinefessions.com. And finally, you can leave us a voicemail if you want to be part of an upcoming show at 1-302-448-TALK. That's one 302 448 8255. We love comments, questions, corrections, concerns, whatever. So reach out to us and talk film on any of those platforms. And also make sure you're following our Cinefessions Instagram account, where we post a lot of our new media pickups, and Mark posts a ton of reviews from his A to Z challenge, so definitely give that a follow if you've not already. And you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash cinefessions and check out our long list of past reviews and all the previous 90 podcast episodes right on over at cinefessions.com. And finally, we're proud to tell you that this episode of the Cinefessions podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial, so all of our Cinefessions listeners get an opportunity to check out their services. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, or your Kindle devices. So head on over to audibletrial.com backslash cinefessions to get your free audiobook. That's audibletrial.com backslash Cinefessions. Also, while you are at Cinefessions.com, don't forget there is a poll on the right-hand sidebar. Make sure you give that an answer. Uh, it's just uh, basically about the future of the podcast, and we'd love to hear what you guys think, which directions we should go. If any, let us know. Let your voice be heard by answering that poll right on Cinefessions.com on the right-hand sidebar. And don't forget we are uh, doing our first Cinefessions Gaming Club of the Month. And that's, uh, this month's pick is Silent Hill for the original PlayStation. I've started playing it, um, and left some thoughts up there. You can find that at cinefessions.proboards.com or just go to cinefessions.com and hit forums. And that way you can be part of that discussion. You can play along with us. So, Ash, what has been going on in your world this past week?
1: Uh, uh happy May the 4th. Oh, um, <laughs> well, I uh, I won a contest at work, so I got a, a, a gift card that I put to good use.
0: Um, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, well, I got my wife uh, some uh, Sims expansions that she wanted, and I ended up picking up um, Rogue One and uh, X-Men Apocalypse, which I didn't have yet.
0: Oh, badass.
1: Yes. So, I was... I've, I, uh, I've been busy doing other stuff, but, uh, um, uh, spent the, uh, like, just different things, um, Mm -hmm. shop hunting and stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, so I ended up watching like the, the blooper reel and the gag reel and like the behind the scenes stuff for Rogue One and X-Men last night. So I watched X-Men Apocalypse this afternoon again. Yay.
0: Very good. I actually have not seen that one yet. I've owned it since it, or yeah, I think I've owned it since it came out. I just have not watched it yet.
1: It's. I think it. I don't know. I think a lot of people poo pooed it. Um. I think it feels like the X Men comics I read when I was a teen. Um. So it it's fun. I they have a lot of fun with it. So.
2: Yeah, I cool. liked it. I didn't. I didn't love it, but I thought it was pretty good, and I enjoyed Nightcrawler in this one. Oh, I yeah. find uh, he's underappreciated <laughs> as a original or newer original X Men, and uh, I thought he uh, he was well portrayed on the screen in this film.
1: Yeah, and I liked um, uh, uh, Magneto really has a, a great uh, character arc through this, too, I thought. so. Very cool. I love Magneto
0: in general, so definitely be interested in watching it.
1: Uh, but uh, other than that, um, I haven't watched a whole lot. I did see the trailer for the Defenders. That looks pretty kick-ass. Oh, I've not um, seen that. Yeah,
2: I've avoided it. I, I don't want to know anything about it. it comes out in <laughs> a few months. I know I want to watch it already. Don't want any uh, any hints. Yeah,
1: yeah the, the trailer the trailer doesn't necessarily give a whole lot of spoilers. Uh it's more like just like several quick shots and a voiceover clip. Um but there could be potential spoilers, so don't you know don't watch if you don't want any, but it, it's if you don't mind spoilers or not whatnot, I don't think they give a lot away. 'Cause that I still don't know what's gonna happen. But uh the dialogue is hilarious. Um but yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um uh yeah, I haven't been doing a whole lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know me either. My um my week has been pretty damn boring, frankly. So the other day I uh was watching, what did I watch? Oh, I watched 12 Angry Men for the best in the backlog challenge. And then I was like, you know what, I want to watch something else from my personal Cinefessions list. And so I just, we started watching the newest Godzilla, like the, yeah, the newer Godzilla. Um, Yeah. We started watching that a couple nights ago and then I just ended up falling asleep and so we never finished it. Just like I did that with Alien vs. Predator also. We started watching that and then fell asleep and never finished it. But, um, I decided I wanted to toss in the original because that's one that's been on my Cinefactions list since it started and I just haven't watched it. Um, I started watching it one time a few years ago and, it, or maybe a couple years ago and ended up falling asleep and never went back to it. So, um, I wanted to give it another shot and, uh, so I watched that one and so now I have Three films that I need to update on my personal cinefessions list, to, and I need to replace those with three other ones because we got Vertigo, Godzilla, and 12 Angry Men off of there. So I need to add three more, so I'll probably do that this week. Um But Godzilla, I mean, it's – uh I, I was actually really impressed with it. Uh, you know, obviously they're using – um like the the scale models to do so much of the work and it, it actually looks really good um Godzilla I thought was really impressive he looked really interesting um the whole thing was was surprisingly fun to watch um it does i feel like slow down a little bit um maybe toward the end a bit but um i thought the story was was interesting From the start to the finish, frankly, Um, it's different than obviously what I know of Godzilla because I've only seen like the... Uh, like the nineties one and then the most recent twenty tens one, whenever that one came out, I don't remember. Um, but I I like the nineties one, even though most people hate it. Um and I love the the one from just a few years ago, or maybe it was even a little bit longer than that, but um with Brian Cranston in that. Um I absolutely love that movie. And every time I watch it, I like it. So uh, and I, again i'm in the minority in that one too, but um uh, I just enjoy this monster I think it's fun, and it's so different seeing him as a monster as opposed to kind of the the one that 's saving in the uh the newest one so um I, I enjoyed it uh black and white I watched the original um, the the Japanese version so the uh, subtitled version I didn't watch the dub um and i'm I'm definitely glad I watched I think I ended up giving it three out of four stars um you know i I guess there's not much more to say about it. I'm just happy I watched that one because now i have I have so many of the other ones in between that one and like the ninety eight one or whichever year it was that I want to watch like Godzilla versus all these different people and whatnot that came out, um, on Blu-ray as double features recently. I own so many of those. So I'm excited. I, I finally now feel like I can justify watching them because I've seen the original. So I'm excited to actually continue on in that series, but, um, other than that, in terms of watching, um, I haven't done a whole hell of a lot. We've been watching through on Netflix, um, Malcolm in the Middle, which is, I, I love sitcoms. If you know me, you know that to be the case. I watch sitcoms all the fucking time, an embarrassing amount of time. Um, but I just feel like they're they're easy to watch. They're, you know, short. You can consume them when you're eating dinner. I don't have to pay too, much, too close attention to them. And so that tends to be when I put those on and uh, we're like halfway through season four now of Malcolm in the middle and i love that series i think it's hilarious another brian cranston uh series and he's just fantastic um but that's really all i've been watching um i did update my nes classic which i think i talked about this before i hacked it maybe a couple months ago to have like over 600 games on it um but there were like some missing games that i wanted on there which surprised me after I got looking into it I realized that some of the even some of the original 30 that were on the NES classic like the original NES classic for some reason I didn't have the ROMs on there for those and so like I didn't have some of those games on there and so I had to correct that um and a bunch of them had like bad cover art um things like that and so actually my my sister-in-law asked me and brother-in-law asked me to hack theirs and so I figured well I better make these as good as I can for them, you know? Um, And so I went through and fixed everything. Uh, So everything, I added all the games that were missing, um, added a bunch of games that I wanted, uh, a bunch of sports games that I wanted, because I want to, I have this stupid idea of going through playing all the NES sports games because I hate myself. Um, And so make sure all the cover art was good. And so now I have like this perfect List of over 600 games with with the best available cover art. Um, and I know that it has all the games I want to play on it, so um, I updated theirs and then updated mine as well, so it's good to go. And then as I was doing that, I actually found out that um, there's an arc, I want to say it's like Arch Rival or something, it's something like that, where you can. No, I know that's what I thought of too when I saw it, that's why I think it's something like that. Okay, um, but you can actually play Super Nintendo, it's a program that you can put on the NES Classic to play Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis games on it as well. Oh. Um, you can actually oh. do N64, but it doesn't play the N64 games as well. Um, and so I, my interest would only be in adding the SNES and the Genesis games. Um, but you do have to have a different controller. Obviously, the NES controller only has two but- two face buttons. Uh, you know what I mean? Like A B. Whereas opposed to the SNES, has AB and XY, and so you have to get a different controller, um, which is only about fifteen bucks, sixteen bucks on Amazon, but I haven't bought it yet, and so that's why I haven't added those games on there because I have no way of playing them anyway. But
2: you don't really um, have to either, because when you get uh, the Retro Engine Sigma, it comes with controllers, right?
0: That is true, right? Yep. So should um,
2: be able to use those on that uh, on that uh, NES uh, Classic, shouldn't you? No, they won't. You no. Know?
0: No, it's not USB on the NES oh, really? Classic. No, it's um, like the Wiimote, like at the bottom of the Wiimote. You know how like the nunchuck plugs into the Wiimote? Yeah. It's that, whatever the hell they call that plug. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you actually, you know what? I'm thinking about it. I think, I'm wondering if I can use my Wii Classic controller on it. I should try that.
2: I think yeah. I could use my my Nintendo Switch Pro controller on it. I'm oh, you you can't. Sure, okay, I have pretty sure I can because it's it's all uh, it's all. Bluetooth. I have the Wii U Pro.
0: Okay, I wonder. I'll have to check that. I haven't thought about. it. I didn't think about that, but I'll have to check it and see if I can. I,
2: I completely completely wrong about it as well. But I thought mm-hmm. I read that. But again, you know, I feel like you're right because right, it's a... th-
0: it's the same fucking like plug. I don't know why it wouldn't work. You know,
2: and well, just but... it's, with the Switch, there's no really, there's no plugs, right? So it's all like Wi-Fi. It's all Bluetooth.
0: Oh. Well then, that wouldn't work on the NES Classic because the NES Classic doesn't have any uh, wireless capabilities to it. Oh Man, what? What? That's too bad. Yeah, it's really too bad. Hopefully, in the fucking up with the Super NES, the fucking controller, the cord that comes with it is literally like twenty-four inches long. Like it is the shortest fucking controller cord ever.
2: I'd, I'd be pretty happy with that.
0: Uh, like. <laughs> I don't know you,
2: but that seems almost too much even.
0: <laughs> but. Yeah, Um, and so obviously I have that system coming the the retro whatever the hell it's called yeah retro Sigma but I'll I'll have this in a different room so it would be cool to be able to play Super Nintendo Genesis and NES games in one room and then have the retro Sigma in a different room you know what I mean so that's why I kind of I want to do it because I have it. Why not? You know what I mean? Um, But yeah. So and then on the NES Classic, I um, have been playing just Super Mario Brothers. Um, I've been so obviously I've beaten this game like a million times in the past. um, And I always, you know, try to do as quickly as I possibly can. I've been watching speed runs of it. and It's amazing how quickly people can do these like just pixel perfect speed runs of this game and so I was like I just want to beat it and so obviously I'm using the warps and everything you know you go from 1-2 to 4-1 and then 4-2 to 8-1 um, so you get basically to the end of the game really quickly mm-hmm. um, and like I'm I'm going great I'm doing well I'm like have all my lives I've gotten all the free guys I can and then I die once at like 8-2 and then all of a sudden between like 8-2 and 8-3 I die like f- all five guys I lose all of them it's like once I, I'm I'm feeling real confident and then I die once and I fucking lose it, man. I just fall apart.
2: So, is it, is it confident <laughs> though or are you just too cocky? Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. You sound pretty cocky to me.
0: Yeah, that's probably what it is. But yeah. man, I just keep fucking dying. And then it's like once I die once, I know it's over. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, yeah actually, I want to
2: – Shut down your cockiness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't help it. It's natural. <laughs> it just comes with the territory. It, it, it's just oozing? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My my (laughs) machismo. Oh, God. Um... Yeah, I started reading, um, something at work. So like, I've been, I've been using Reddit a lot more lately, um, especially at work because it's just a cool way to, or easy, quick way to kill time at work. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I like came across like the serial killers forum on our subreddit on there. And that subject's always fascinated me. Like I took a, a class in undergrad entitled serial killers, which was. Loaded with tons of people. It was shocking how many people are interested in such a grim subject. But
2: – And, and just, um, just, just for clarification here, you work at a preschool, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get flagged. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't already, you're going to get flagged.
0: That is a false statement. No. But – um yeah. And so one, one killer that's always, uh, intrigued me is the Zodiac Killers. It's been a fascinating, always a fascinating story. And so, um, so I started reading at him and then they kept talking about Gracemus' book. I've owned Grace, Robert Gracemis book for so many years now. I can't even tell you. And I've never sat down and actually read it. Um, and so I said, you know what? Like, I'm bored. Let me read it. Of course, I'm at work, so I'm not reading my physical copy. Um, I'm, i I'm buying the Kindle version, and <laughs> reading that version of it. Um, but Zodiac Unmasked from Robert Grayson. So I started that. Um, and I can't wait to finally get through that book because it's, it's just a fascinating unsolved mystery. And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited to learn whatever there is to learn about that. Um, and that's, how I've been trying to kill my time at work because it's just so boring and we're like Maybe without a boss. Kids, so you know,
2: watch the kids
0: <laughs> so oh they don't themselves.
2: I do drown. nothing,
0: nothing with children. That is you not in my
2: preschool. In a pool. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to drown.
0: Oh my God. But yeah, so that's, that's pretty much all I've, uh, all I've done for this week. So what about you, Mark? Oh, well, I've done
2: stuff. Um, So because we are in our video game to movie arc right now, um, I did pick up Mario Kart 8 for the Nintendo Switch just the other day. Hell yeah. Just a bit of that. I haven't had too much time to just really sit down and play with it a lot. Okay. Uh, maybe only a few hours, but so far I'm digging it playing, you know, in its portable version or with the uh, pro controller on in front of the television. Um, it's great. I bought Mario Kart 7 for the 3DS a while back, but it doesn't have the same feel as what playing a console version, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I think last time I played a Mario Kart game was probably the N64. I didn't play oh, any YouTube wow. stuff. So all that double okay. dash garbage, never played with that. So. Even though I had seven, I'm kind of considering eight, my reintroduction to the series. Mm-hmm. And so far, I'm really liking it. Um, so, yeah, uh, it,
0: Mario Kart in HD is just fantastic. Yeah, I loved it, it. it.
2: It's pretty. And now mm-hmm. we're kind of going into uh, a weekend uh, work series. I'm probably going to have some time to play there on my breaks. So I'm going to do that. Um, apart from that, um, well, I'll go with TV wise. Uh, so for again, um, one of my stupid challenges for the year is to watch a Netflix TV show, uh, season a month. Um, so on my last day I was able to finish season three of Black Mirror. Oh, and, good. Um, I don't know why we didn't do episodic uh, recaps ourselves for season three because five out of the six were fantastic.
0: It's a six-episode series? It's six episodes.
2: Yeah, the season is uh, six episodes. I believe the previous seasons were similar. I thought Um, they were all three for some reason. Oh, I'd have to double-check. But uh, season three is six. And Mm -hmm. uh, I like how they they caution, you know, the the dark use of technology with social media to book in the season this year. um, Mm -hmm. Because uh, episode one was Nosedive. And it's all about people giving five stars to everything and wanting it back and just people liking stuff, you know, strangers liking you, you liking them back for no reason just to be popular. So mm-hmm. that was the gist of the first one, which I liked and, again, made me want to cancel uh, all social media. Um, then uh, episode two was an episode called Playtest about uh, this guy playtesting this immersive uh, VR with the chip in the back of his neck. It goes wonky, whatever. Um, I didn't really like the episode very much. Nothing wrong with the acting, just the storytelling was kind of weak. Um, so that, to me, was the only dud this season. Mm. Um, episode three was called Shut Up and Dance. And it's about this guy who gets, uh, I guess, his computer gets infected with a virus. So people can watch him through the camera of his laptop. So he jerks off one night, gets a text or an email in the morning, say, hey, we have uh, this footage of you. If you don't follow our instructions, we're going to f- post it online. So then he has to go through <sighs> different groups uh, to appease the people that have his uh, his footage. So that you know they don't post it. So that was a really good episode. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to go any more detail out of it because it, it, it's fun, you know. And I don't want to yeah. spoil. Um sounds spoil. like a blast. Yeah. Oh, it, it, <laughs> dude, it was. It's tense. It's really tense. And yeah, I can't. I can't, talk, I can't keep talking about it. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to, but I can't because mm-hmm. it's it's something recent. I want everybody to watch if they haven't already. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so then sa- episode four was an episode called San Ju-per, uh, Junipero. And it's about people that just kind of like the Matrix where uh, they can jack into this virtual world any time in space and time. So like, you know, the 80s and 90s, whatever, and just go out and party. Um, so it starts off, you know, in 1987, girl meets... Girl meets girl. If, you know, girl ha makes love with girl, girl disappears, try to find girl type of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um pretty pretty hot. Uh again, typical
0: it, Hollywood romance, yeah. oh, t-
2: totally, right? Um <laughs> in, in 87. What what I liked about this episode is the authentic authenticity of the um fashion and the music. There's such a bitching soundtrack to this episode. It is really good. Um oh, and this sorry. is really the only episode that isn't dark as the others. Okay. See, the others is all about the the evils of technology and social media. This right. one really, it was the lightest out of all the episodes. Um, I liked it. Uh, I didn't like it as much as the others. Actually, it's probably like my second or third favorite. Uh, um, it's not my favorite favorite, but uh, it's probably my third favorite out of the season. But it was it, it was it was really good. But I think the music helped out a lot, and uh, the setting was really up my alley um then episode five man or uh, pretty me, men against fire and it's the usage of technology during war and how it helps uh, soldiers um again i'm gonna leave it there because I'll let you guys watch it for, on your own um pretty interesting stuff and then the last episode was almost an hour and a half it was a i think 80 minute episode called hated in the nation where so many hmm Somebody tweets, something that's inflammatory, and people. Let's okay. Let's say you know Trump tweets something nasty. People hate him, right? Yeah, like happens every day, right? P- pretty much. But let's say that there's a consequence to that where. Um, oh, okay. People can vote on who's the dipshit of the day, and that person <laughs> dies at five p.m. Oh my
0: god! Yeah.
2: So oh, wow. so So this uh, this mini movie. Well, really, it's a, it's a movie. It's eighty mm-hmm. minutes. It, it's a film. Um, so this final episode is a story based on that. And we're following cops trying to solve this mystery. It's really fucking good. It's really That's good. Awesome. And hmm. it stars, let me just pull up the IMDb here. It stars, um, Kelly McDonald, which, uh, you might recognize or remember her from, uh, Trainspotting and Train 2. Uh, oh. she's the underage girl that, uh, Ewan McGregor sleeps with in the movie. Hmm. Yeah. Of course, she's not underrated in real life, but just her character was, right. you know, still living with her parents when not going to high school. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, really good season. Uh, I really dug it a lot. I think if you like previous seasons, you can jump into season three. And what's great about Black Mirror as well, everything's self-contained. There's no arcing story, mm-hmm. you know. So, every episode, it's its own. It's an anthology. So, you can watch season three if you want and then jump to season one, season two. Do whatever you want um but i highly recommend black mirror
0: so yeah and when we watched through man i just remember being so hit and miss with me i did i th- i thought i would like the series a lot more than i did the well, first is- two episodes and then like the christmas special which was its own long ass thing
2: well this is the first season i believe netflix was behind where they, <laughs> they, they i right. think they they helped the originator to set up a new season and i believe mm-hmm. there's another season coming out uh from what i saw on imdb there's a season 4 with another six episodes Okay. So I guess they will get released um, probably end of this year since it got released in December of last year. So um, hmm. expect either end of this year or early next year. Hoping at least if they follow like a yearly schedule. Right. I would be up for that. Um, again, I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, I think it was the the fullest season so far. Good. Um, out, of, uh, out of everything. But uh, yeah, worth a check out. Um, so now um, since we're now in a new month and I have to watch a new uh, season of something – I decided to uh, finish off uh, Scream and do season two of Scream for the month. Oh, of the okay. Yeah, since i uh, probably I'm, watching a lot of it at work. Um uh, so Because sorry. I watch kids <laughs> um, in a pool as I'm a lifeguard. So, <laughs> oh, I watch all, the whole se- second season oh. at work. Hopefully, uh, somebody else is paying attention. Because I love I'm that we all have new jobs.
0: What does I'm Ash busy? do? What, what does Ash do? Ash? Yeah. Uh,
2: he works in a, uh, amu- uh, amusement park. Oh. He sells the tickets at the front. Yeah. And he, uh, marks people. Uh, okay. For, uh, for the other, uh, events, for the other people to, to, to pick up on the crowd. Like, oh, I overheard him say he likes wrestling. Okay, go to the wrestling tent. Oh, hey, you like wrestling? Oh, yeah, I know. You know, or <laughs> people are like, oh, uh, you know, guess my weight. I'm Like, oh, you weigh blah. I'm like, yeah, you know, or, but then you know he also, uh, after the uh, after the uh, carnival closes, um, he takes care of the stragglers. Let's say there's teens making out behind mm-hmm. the tent. He will dispatch those teens. Yeah, he'd be what good at that. What dispatches means, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but that's what I can encompass his, his job mm. as. So. Yeah, so he's a carny. Good. I, I I don't know any uh, carne big Latin so.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know Ash. Good, but whatever. it is. It is good. Uh huh. At least you're outside.
2: you getting some sun. There you go.
1: I don't like the sun. Fuck the sun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you need to find a new job then. Yeah.
2: Jeez. You know it's not up to me oh. to find new jobs for you. You you got you got to put the lego ring yourself.
0: <laughs> Anyhow, oh. so I'm gonna
2: do scream 2. Um, I'm probably gonna jump into season two of House Cards as well. But uh, I think I'm gonna just, you know, Scream 3 or Season 3 is going to come out sooner than later. So I want to just tie that season off in a so I can move to something else.
0: Have you heard anything about Scream Season 3? Uh, just
2: from last time that uh, it's not going to be in the same environment. There should be a new bunch of kids. Yeah, so
0: that's, okay. That's
2: all I know. I haven't really uh, followed up since. Again, yeah. because I don't want to read any spoilers of Season 2 since uh-huh. I haven't watched Season 2 yet. So I think once I uh, finish this season, I'll be able to... Uh, you know, maybe look into deeper without getting anything spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apart from that, I've uh, been to a few movies and I've uh, added some stuff to my Cinefession challenge. So just looking at my... Um, I'm just going to look quickly through my Cinefession stuff since my reviews are on the Instagram and on the Twitter. Um So quick quick reviews. Um I saw My Lucky Stars from 1985. It's a, a Samuel Hung directed action comedy with Jackie Chan. Um, I say it's a pass. I give it two out of five stars. So it gets one, one and a half stars out of four for us here. Um, just because the opening segment was really awesome. Uh, car chase scene, uh, parkour action, uh, with Jackie Chan. And then became like an action. It became a comedy, but it became like a Three Stooges comedy for the next like 40 some minutes, which I just did not find funny. And I just don't like Three Stooges myself. Um, so it kind of, kind of went downhill until Jackie Chan came back at the end and there was a little more action, but not my favorite Jackie Chan movie. So that was uh, My Lucky Stars from 1985. Um, then I watched The Legacy of Rage from 1986, and that was the first, uh, Brandon Lee film. Um, who, uh, mm-hmm. he's, he is Bruce Lee's uh, son who passed away during the making of The Crow. Mm hmm. So, this was his first movie. Again, I'm watching all this on Midnight Pulp's uh, streaming service. And um, it, the reason why I picked it as well is because it's directed by Ronnie Yu. And he's the guy who directed Freddy vs. Jason and one of the Chucky films, I believe. I think it's Bride of Chucky or, or the one before that. But. Um, I like those two movies, so I'd say to watch this one, and it was pretty decent. You know, Brandon Lee does have a nice film presence, and again, it being his first uh, feature film, I think he did a TV movie prior to this. Um, it was pretty good. Um, pretty sweet action sequence at the end of the movie, uh, but it's pretty much, a, you know, guy gets gets uh, blamed for a crime, goes to jail, comes back, gets his revenge. That's pretty much the movie. Um, so nothing mind-blowing there. Um one movie that was mind blowing, which I think is my favorite so far of this leg of the uh, of the uh, challenge, it's called Kickboxers Tears from nineteen ninety two, also known as in uh, Hong Kong as Xin Long Zhu Du. Again, from nineteen uh, <laughs> ninety two, but I, I did good, right? I did pretty good, I think. You know, you did. I am I very did. impressed. I did. I have nothing to compare myself to, but I think I did pretty good there.
0: Me um, too, and that's what matters. It's the,
2: yeah, it stars Moon Lee, which I do not know this actress, but apparently she is a huge action star in Hong Kong. Hmm. Um, and you get to know why in this movie. So the story of this one is that she is the sister of a kickboxer. Kickboxer is fighting this guy who's part of a crime syndicate or at least backed by some mobster. He dies in a ring. She finds out that um, he died in the ring in a dirty fight. And she acts a revenge. Um, uh, okay. so she is a pretty badass fighter, like to a point where I, I kind of want to see more of her movies. And apparently she's known as an action star in Hong Kong as a girls with guns, uh, star. I guess that's a subgenre of just like action, uh, not just like martial arts, but like, you know, like, uh, like just a gun, gun films. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's pretty well known, uh, then or there, I should say back in that time. Um, This is the first I hear of her or I see of her, um, but uh, I was pretty impressed. There is a fight scene that she has in some type of pit with the wife of a mobster. And, you know, I have to like replay this film and like maybe record it, uh, record the video for the just for Instagram, because she hoofs a girl between the legs. And I've never seen a girl get kicked so hard between the legs. And then sell it like she can barely walk. <laughs> I know I, I sound really creepy right now. But you know, like, <laughs> in some movies, a guy gets kicked in the balls and goes, oh, and gets back up again and he's fighting. The way the other actress sold the kick to the crotch, mm-hmm. I'm like, holy fuck, I think she really kicked her in the crotch. Like, it was, it looked authentic. It probably wasn't. <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe, maybe it was authentic. But just the way she sold it, it was like, holy fuck, this is awesome. and um. And just the action scene itself, like, she was really, really good. Um, all the fights are pretty badass in this film. So I highly recommend uh, Kickboxer's Tears um, from 1992. Um, apart from that, um, I'll, I'll go quickly here. I rewatched Seven at work, which I really dug. Um, of course, you know, movies, it's a modern masterpiece.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know,
2: 20 plus years later, it's like now 22 years old, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, it still holds up. Like, I don't think that film would ever not hold up. I think it's it's perfect. It's a perfect film. Um so we rewatch that. And you, you've seen Seven obviously already, right?
0: Oh yeah.
1: What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, what's <laughs> in the box?
2: What's in the box? You know? Um it, it's 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 an iconic film. It's it's a modern iconic film. Um for those who are listening to this and have not seen seven, <laughs> pause. Hey, go watch it and come back. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I just don't know how you can not have seen Seven before, Uh, unless you do live under a rock. uh, (laughs) You know, uh, it's awesome. And then speaking of you watching or you know falling asleep on Godzilla, I went to see Kong Skull Island. I was able to watch it before it came to home video. Yeah, and uh, man, I dug it. Good, I dug it a lot. I thought the CGI looked amazing. and for oh. once, it's a Kong movie that doesn't have a romantic subplot in it. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, like Kong isn't falling in love with the girl, doesn't, you know, doesn't make love to the girl, doesn't take it up his butt. Nothing. Um, <laughs> That's a little disappointing, but...
1: Wait, wait. What <laughs> Kong movie were you watching? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: it, was a,
2: it was a King Kong triple X. This is yeah. not a regular Kong film.
0: Right. I, I this, is Kong. Yeah, this, is not, this is not King Kong. This is not King Kong.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh. yeah so like this is pretty much a non-stop action set during after vietnam so of course you know everybody's pulling the whole apocalypse now steals from this mm-hmm. film uh, i think it works well with the era that they want to go for i thought it looked really cool um all the actors i forgot that john goodman was in this movie so that oh, was a delight okay. um as well you got tom hiddleston you got uh, brie uh, let me go back here. What's her, what's her last name? Uh, Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. John C. Riley, which I didn't know he was in. Isn't no, it? Oh, fantastic um, too. Awesome cast. There's oh, there's also an actor. I don't know if I can see him here quickly, but he's an actor. Like, he always plays either an asshole or he plays uh, – I don't see here. Just, uh, just an actor that I really like that uh, was in this movie here. He plays one of the uh, army grunts and uh, – I really enjoyed his performance, but I, th- I can't see his uh, name. Is it Shea Wingham? She- Let me do, yeah. Uh, Shay uh, Wingham, W H I G H A M. He's in Wolf of Wall Street, American Hustle. He's in a lot of stuff that I'm like, oh, I know who that guy is, but I don't know what, you know, I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was really good in this movie and had a really good part in it. So uh, I was happy to see him with a decent, uh, a decent part in this film. I don't know why this was released in May, in March. Because this just screams summer movie. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I'm looking forward to buying it on Blu ray and it does tie up this film to, uh, to the Godzilla movie because they're making a whole like, um, universe, monster yeah. universe. So this is like the first big tie in mm-hmm. and there's an after credit sequence, which really, if, if what they, they want to uh, make us believe in this after credit sequence is going to be like, happening next. I'm really excited. Good. So expect more monster movies like this, more kaiju films. I'm all for it.
0: Yeah. I love that shit, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it was really good. Um, to finish off uh, again, I watched, I think it was on Netflix because I had to go get some repairs on my car. Um, the one that stood out for me was the good neighbor. Did somebody talk about it previously on the podcast? With James Conn? I didn't.
0: I don't know if Ash did. I don't recall. No,
1: that would not be me.
2: Uh, no, maybe it's okay. like a podcast then. So this is about two kids or kids. They're two teens. Uh, I guess late teens. Maybe they're like 18 years old. 17, 18. They're high school, but like late high school. Mm-hmm. They. Uh, well, one of the guys lives across the road from uh, James Con's character, Harold Granley, who is an old curmudgeon. At least, uh, you know, that's that's what everybody thinks he is because he's just not, not nice to people. So they want to do an experiment where they want to uh, set up his house so that he thinks it's haunted. So the whole movie is uh, them
0: sure.
2: setting up the house and going through their experiment. Um, I really liked it. Uh, the only thing I didn't like was, I guess, interspliced into the film early on and then throughout the movie is some courtroom scenes because I guess things might turn bad. Um, I didn't think that was necessary for this movie, but uh, the movie itself I thought was pretty good. Um, not great, uh, but I thought it was pretty good. And I don't remember the last time I saw James Caan in a recent film, so it was really cool to see him uh, still working. Yeah. Um, again, I'm, I'm trying to load up his IMDb here, and it's not loaded. Uh, there we go. Uh, well, he's actually got quite a bit of work. I'm just not watching what he's uh, what he's in. Ooh, mm-hmm. he plays Walter in Pregoland. That sounds
0: awesome. <laughs> Why are you not watching Prego and him? Oh,
2: wow. That's uh, James Caan, Danny Trejo, and Sonia Bennett. That looks amazing. Oh, <laughs> a 35 year old woman fakes being pregnant to fit in with her friends. Yeah. Oh, Sign wow. me up. Sign yep. me up to that with Danny Trejo. Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, yeah. So the good neighbor, I think, uh, is worth a watch. And last one I want to talk about because I'm, I'm talking too long now. Um, on Tuesday, usually I go see a lot of movies on Tuesdays because it's cheap day. And right now there's a bit of a hole in, um, in our, in my cinematic viewing. Um, the circle doesn't really do anything for me. And those, just like this thriller with, uh, with the chick from, uh, Grey's Anatomy, um, called Unstoppable, Unbreakable. I didn't really want to see that. But what I did see was, uh, Nacho Vigalondo's Colossal. Starring Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis. Okay. And it, and uh, this is the first film that Neon picked up from the uh, film festivals. And Neon, um, involves Tim League from Elmo uh, Draft House. Hmm. And I think Neon will be replacing the Draft House Films, uh, label from Elmo uh, Draft House. So this is their first, uh, I guess their first signing and their first release. Okay. And it's about Gloria. And that's Anne Hathaway. She's, uh, well, she's a bit of an alcoholic. And uh, her boyfriend has enough with her, so she goes back home to her hometown and uh, is in her old uh, childhood home. Her parents are gone. The home the house is empty. So she moves back there, meets up with uh, Jason Suude's Sudak- character Oscar, and their old heist high- or I guess are old uh, elementary school classmates. and um, they they talk and get drunk. and one morning uh, she wakes up in a playground. And, uh, I guess every time she steps onto the playground sand, for some reason, a monster appears in Seoul, Korea. <laughs> so after a few mornings, <laughs> she realizes that she's controlling this monster. And it's, it's weird. And it, ah, you just gotta, you just gotta go see it. I, I can't, I, I, again, spoilers. I, I, I want to talk about this movie, but I really want people to go see it because it's really good. Because she's a she's a broken person. She has issues, and this film is a movie about relationships and dependencies and screw ups, but also with kaiju monsters. It's really interesting. It's really good. I really liked Anne Hathaway in, in her role here. Um, again, in the stuff that I've seen her with or seen her in, um, she's always almost the perfect girl, and here she's she's damaged, and uh, it's kind of refreshing to see uh, her playing somebody that's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, again, she might in other movies. I just haven't seen them. Um, and Jason Sudeikis, who usually you see him in comedies, uh, like, uh, oh, man, one of my favorite movies I've seen on Netflix, a good old-fashioned orgy. <laughs> he's a uh, – uh, or he is uh, part of a he, – he's with a group of friends and, you know, their party uh, summer house is, is being sold. So they want to do one last big bash there and they want to do uh, an orgy. So they plan an orgy. It's really funny. Uh, Really, really funny. So he's he plays a bit of a different role in this movie, um, which I really liked. So I'll leave it at that because I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, yeah, go check it out. It only played in one theater in uh, the ottawa uh, Getsno region. So I was able to check that out on Tuesday. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be there. But if your local multiplex does play Colossal, I think you would enjoy it. I know I did.
0: Fantastic.
2: yeah. Apart from that, that's pretty much it. Believe it or not, it also worked during uh, our last uh, our last talk. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, that's all for me. Uh,
0: good, excellent. So, uh, moving over, I got a, I got a question for you guys this week. So, uh, kind of in honor of last week's movie, which we did, Broken Lizard. Um, let me ask you: Has there ever been a movie? That you watched a second time and had a completely different take on it. Either you loved it the first time and you hated it the second time or you hated it the first time and loved it the second time. What would you say is – because I imagine there's probably something like that for for all of us. What would you say is the most notable movie for you that would fall into that criteria? That you had a completely different reaction to it the second time you watched it versus the first time you watched it?
1: Prometheus. Oh, okay. Prometheus. I absolutely loved it in the theater. Okay. Uh, Visually fantastic. I liked it. I I enjoyed it and everything else. Comes out on a home video. I watched it the second time and I'm sitting there realizing, wow, these brilliant scientists are fucking stupid. And it just keeps getting worse every time I watch it. It's like, wow, these smart people are really fucking dumb. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it, it, it's kind of ruining the movie for me. So I kind of, I've, you know, I don't watch it much.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Cool. Fair enough. What about you, Mark?
1: The first one that comes to mind would be uh,
2: The Witch. Okay. I did not, yeah, I didn't like The Witch the first time I saw it in theaters saw it at the Draft House during the uh, Fantastic Fest in 2015. And uh, it wasn't at all what I expected. So I was pretty bummed out by it. Mm. But uh, then. Uh, buying it again on blu-ray and uh i loved it knowing it. what to expect this time and watching it more clear-headed because mm-hmm. i was pretty drunk during the festival um <laughs> yeah i i really saw the masterpiece that it really is in the witch which i didn't appreciate the first time i saw it in theaters so yeah that'd be my pick
0: Excellent. Yeah. There, I mean, there are a uh, couple I'm sure that I could talk about, but the, the biggest one for me and the one I've, I I know I talked about this when we talked about the movie, but it was The Strangers. The first time I watched it, I didn't like the film at all. Um, and I, th- I think a lot of it had to do with the theater I was seeing it in just had a lot of people that were loud and rowdy and yelling at the screen. And it just made for a weird experience that I wasn't expecting. And The Strangers is, is which I always thought of it as a bit of a slower movie. Um, until this most recent rewatch of it when we did it on the podcast and it's actually it doesn't move as slowly as I thought but it still moves slower than I was anticipating back when I watched it in 2008 in theaters Um, and uh, after I watched it the first time I don't know what it was but I decided I wanted to give it another shot and so I ended up getting it super cheap on blu-ray from like blockbuster or something and um i just absolutely fell in love with it and obviously i've uh, loved it ever since and we've i've talked plenty about it in our um episode on it and everything so i won't spend much time but yeah for me for me it would have to be the most notable would have to be that one the strangers from 2008 so if you guys have a question for the three of us here at the podcast, please hit us up using that hashtag, InFilmWeTrust, and uh, that way we can get all of our Question of the Week options all in one spot, and we can answer them for you on uh, future podcast episodes. Now, for some reason you're not on Twitter, give us a call at 1-302-448-TALK, or email us at contact at i thought you were like masturbating i don't i don't know what was going on. <laughs> I, didn't masturbate. I did not really but that's what it sounded like i was like what's happening <laughs> wow. oh mark just mark just sent us a message he said just popped a sour candy in my mouth why did i do this uh, like i heard enough. something like, like i heard a noise like <laughs> i think it was you opening the wrapper and i was like <laughs> what is he like it sounded like it's yes, I, I like, gross.
2: I, I like to mess with the
0: condom on because it feels like the real thing. <laughs> so. Oh, the more we know about Mark, the more there is to love. So, good. Or, or, or hate. <laughs> I don't know why you
2: put this candy on because now my cheeks are puckering. <laughs> I'm like, fuck.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, man. I do hate that. No, but it's
2: a good idea. A split second ago.
0: Right. Exactly.
2: <laughs> that's so funny. Broadcaster, folks. I'm a broadcaster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's move over to our review for the week as we kick off the video game arc with a review of, like I said, the one that started it all, 1993 Super Mario Brothers. So Super Mario Brothers – or rather, there will be spoilers for Super Mario Brothers. So if you've not seen the film and you care about spoilers, definitely hit pause, go watch the film, come on back and hit play. So Super Mario Brothers was, uh, again, released in 93, directed by Annabelle Jankel. I probably butchered that. And Rocky Morton, written by P- Parker Bennett, Terry Runt, and Ed Solomon. And actually, out of those five people, the only one who went on to actually have a note, uh, a career of any note, would have to be Ed Solomon. Um He did com- tr- contribute some writing credits to some other known films. But otherwise, they did not do much after this. At least that's listed on their IMDb. Um Super Mario Brothers has an IMDb score of 4.0 out of 39,825 votes currently as of this recording. It does not have a Metacritic score. It has a 15% tomato meter with an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 28%. That it, had a f- Are you- it had a. Are you
1: kidding me right now, though? That has to be wrong. That has to be wrong.
0: No. No, that's right. 28%. Yeah, It had be- a. F-
2: that means
0: one out of four people who like this movie, which I find it hard to believe. Well, there's three of us on this show, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it had a $42 million budget and only a gross of $20.9 So what is your history with Super Mario Brothers, Ash? Uh,
1: I caught like three minutes of it on TV uh, back in like 1994. <laughs> and uh, I decided up until this podcast that I was never going to watch this fucking movie. So, yeah. Really? With it. Yeah.
0: I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Okay. And what about you, Mark? <laughs>
2: it's funny Ash
0: mentions that because I have a similar
2: history with the film. Um, <laughs> I remember being on a um, on a family trip and we were at a hotel and I had uh, Showtime on and they had Super Mario brothers uh, playing. And um, I think that's the first time I saw it. I don't remember seeing it. It's in completion at that point, but I saw a good chunk of it. And me being young at that point, I'm like, wow, this looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I might have seen it since. Um, Yeah, I must have seen it like since then. Okay. Uh, But nothing in recent memory. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a movie I'm watching for the podcast.
0: Yeah, so I I thought I'd watched this previously, but as I watched through it this time, like I I remember nothing. I feel like I've seen the beginning of this film, kind of before they go into the next dimension. I've mm-hmm. seen that maybe maybe a handful of times, but I, for whatever reason, I just Every never don't remember finishing in
1: from the it. 90s ever? There's where you've seen the opening to that film.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but. So, I feel like this was really kind of a first-time watch for me and just in terms of, of memory, what I remembered of the movie. But So, this opens up with uh, one of the, the greatest theme songs in all of gaming. And I wrote down, how can it be terrible? Here we go. <laughs> I love the Super Mario Bros. theme. And that's how it starts this movie. So I was thinking, I had, I have high hopes at this point. And then we get this animated opening of the dinosaurs and and the 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 meteorite hitting, striking everything. And so in this story, that so the meteorite created a different dimension where dinosaurs became intelligent beings. And then one day they get out, and that's basically the story of the film version of Super Mario Brothers, right?
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I hate to watch this movie and, uh, I don't have very many notes, I just watched it the one time. So if you're, if you're looking for some in-depth, uh, uh, <laughs> comments about some scenes here, I might be at a loss for words. Um, I didn't like the beginning of the film just because you, you know, with a 40 million plus, uh, budget and to start the movie with something that looked like off a, a game off of like an Amiga computer, um, <laughs> It just started off – to me, it started off really poorly. Um, you would think they would have better special effects to animate that at that time. But it just looked really crude to me. Like where it was done did, on like a Mac paint or something.
0: Where did the budget go? I think the budget went to the casting and the budget went to that car chase scene that they did at one point. Because uh-huh. there was explosions in that. And I was like, oh, that looks good.
2: Well, you know, um, I but, do some research on the film here. And yeah. Like – Pretty much uh, Dennis Hopper, he was supposed to be, he didn't enjoy his film uh, time on this uh, on this movie. Um, he was only supposed to be there for five weeks and he was there for
0: 17 weeks. So Holy I think most of the budget
2: went to overtime. I think yeah, that's, probably. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. That is significant. Three time over three times longer.
2: Wow. It is. And that must be so miserable if you're not enjoying your your time on set. Right, yeah. Three times a time. Yeah.
0: So- uh, okay, so let's let's just fuck it, say fuck it and just dive into it. What what about the film really uh, kind of irked you, or, or what what about it that you think made you think, wow, this is absolute horseshit?
2: Um, uh, <laughs> the script. <laughs> I, okay. I didn't like the story at all. I think what irked me a lot was the <laughs> see. The thing is, they wanted to do a fantasy film, and the directors got a script for a dark action film. Um, so some moments are really lighthearted and silly, which doesn't match the tone of the film at all, because it's really dark. Once you go into like the Koopa world, it's a dark world and their silliness really doesn't work for me. Um, the fact that, okay, Bob Hoskins, I think is well cast as Mario. Mm -hmm. John Leguizamo does not make a good Luigi. Mm. I I don't like him as as Luigi at all. Um, I thought their wardrobe in the movie sucked. Luigi's wearing red more than Mario is. Mm -hmm. Luigi didn't wear his green outfit till the very end. Right. Most of the time, he's got a red hoodie on or he's got that red suit on. And like, that should be Bob Hoskins' color. But Hoskins is wearing like either a gray or he's wearing like an olive green color. Mm -hmm. And then where he's wearing that, when they're at the the, uh, dance studio or that uh, nightclub, he's wearing yellow. Why aren't these guys wearing red and green the whole time? That's their shtick. Right. I didn't like that at all. I think that would irked me the most is that to be a, to do a Mare Brothers film and not to have the guys at least have a representation of the colors in the game was a big mistake.
0: Yeah, definitely hear that. Um, and I think that's probably the... Uh the thing that kind of bugged me the most about this about this movie was how little it used what we know of the Super Mario Brothers mythos and their their history and their backstory how little it used of that in this movie. Yeah. Um it kind of just used the it felt you know like it was using the characters um and the title because it's known, you know, but it did not feel like a movie like a Super Mario Brothers movie. You know what well, I mean? That's, Something that's
1: you would that's, expect. That's, that's, like that's, even Samantha Mathis, she's playing Daisy. Why isn't right. she playing Peach? Call right. her Peach. Yeah. Well, she was, wasn't was uh, Daisy the princess from the first game, though?
0: Yes, she was. Is she? Really?
1: Yes. Yep. She wasn't called Peach until the second game, I think. Really? Oh, I see. Maybe I didn't that. know that. But that's oh. why they call her Daisy. But the, the, the whole film reeks of something that was put into development hell. And then a bunch of producers were sitting around like, you know, we optioned this movie. We should go ahead and make it get somebody to write a script. So they have somebody write a script who'd only, like, seen, like, poster art for the fucking game. Mm-hmm. And and then and they, like, completely mismatched directors with it, you know, because, like, you know, the direction's supposed to be kind of this, like, little fluffy comedy, and it's not. Um, you know, and it's just kind of all over the place. And it's just, the whole film feels like that. It was just, we're gonna throw all this shit together and see how it goes. And, you know, kids will pay money to see this. It's Mario, Nintendo's hot right now. Get on it. Yeah, you know, that's that's what that whole movie feels like.
2: That and also I I think some art direction really hindered the film. Um like the Koopas with the big bodies and the small dinosaur heads? Oh my god, yes. I I just didn't get that. And then them being so stupid with the whole, like, dancing thing, you know, and they're in the elevator, and uh Luigi's actually touching one of them and starting to make them sway, so they all mm-hmm. start swaying eventually. I'm like, it, it, it's just, I, I just found it so stupid. And, and maybe I'm being overcritical for this film, where it should be a kid's movie, and I should maybe look over that stuff. But I, I'm just watching, and I'm like, I'm
0: just shaking my head. Hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, so, I don't know. So, my take on it is much different. So, okay. uh, I definitely see where you're coming from. And I, my biggest gripe with the movie is that it doesn't honor or respect the Super Mario Bros. mythos that – in 1993, I mean, how long, Super Mario Bros. 3 was out at this point, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's a very well-known franchise, uh, you know, worldwide. And to just kind of take the name and then do something different with it is, is a little uh, disappointing, no doubt. But I thought what they did have, I, I still had a good time with it. I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it was funny. Um, I, Bob Hoskins is probably one of the most underrated actors out there. He is a absolutely brilliant character actor. Um, is this his best role? Obviously not. No, but I think because he is so talented and he is such a strong actor that What he brought to the role, it it still made it uh, it still made him fun to watch, and I thought he was act and I thought John Leguizamo was actually uh, uh, an enjoyable Luigi again. Things out of their control, the costume design, the art design, yeah. things like that. I, I can't blame them for that. I mean, they're actors. They're not, that's not their thing. Um, but what he did with Luigi, I thought was entertaining. Um, you know, I thought it was really just kind of cute the way him and, him and Daisy's first interaction, I thought was enjoyable. It made me laugh. Um the way that you know, Mario is basically his father figure, and there's clearly years of difference between them. Um, and he's his brother, but he's also the father figure. I, I liked their that dynamic in their relationship. Um, and the uh, just specifically speaking about the Goombas, I actually I thought they were funny. I thought it made sense to me even in the world because the Goombas literally, what do they do on the screen? They literally walk back and forth. So, I mean, they're not ever – in terms of like the main game, you know, Mario 1 2 and 3, uh thought of as like intelligent beings at all. So that that choice kind of made sense to me. Um and I actually liked the look of them too. I thought it was over the top and in purposely uh, kind of ridiculous, but it was still humorous. Um the uh, the dancing thing—it's—it's it's, it's so dumb, but I still was laughing. And it, it obviously it plays plays off or it pays off later on because um, somebody starts playing music and they start dancing, and that's what lets uh, Luigi get away or Mario get away, whoever the hell it was later in the film. Yeah. Um, and so they set that up, and then it pays off later, which I appreciated.
2: Um, See, at least make them look like Koopas. Give them like a shell back. You know, mm-hmm. um, don't make them humanoid with like with a trench coat. They, they look almost like like shock troopers. Like, at least give them a resemblance to what they look like in the arcade. N- not a full, like, representation of the video game, but at mm-hmm. least some, like, you know, uh, some turtle hands or something. Or at least, uh, honestly, a turtle shell back would would have been perfect. Instead of them, you know, flanked in a, a maroon trench coat.
0: Um, honestly, no, to me,
2: they, yeah. they look like, like M. Bison clones. But, like, prehistoric M. Bison.
0: Um no, I, I definitely, I definitely see where you're coming from. I absolutely hear that, and and definitely appreciate that. But I guess just the choice that they did make, I I thought it was funny, and so it worked for me. If it yeah. makes me chuckle, I'll go with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um And I really liked with the Goomba. So they the the one guy they call Toad. Right? He um, they kind of they de evolve him. And, um, he's the, the musician who gets arrested earlier. And yeah. so they de-evolve yeah. him and they put the uh, harmonica over him. And so that's how he stands out. So we know who that is throughout the rest of the movie because he's kind of like the good Goomba who helps Daisy, um, and who, uh, basically helps Mario and Luigi and Daisy win, if you will. Yeah. Um. And I just thought he was funny uh, and, and endearing. The fact that he goes and she she's a vegetarian, so he goes and gets her vegetables. And then uh, Daisy puts him out while he's on fire. I don't know. It was just, uh, I liked their relationship, I guess.
2: Yeah. Something else which really bugged me with the movie mm-hmm. is that this felt more like a Luigi film than a Mario film. You know, Luigi's uh, after a yeah. girl. Um, and, you know, I think Hoskins, again, he's doing the best he can with what he's got. And I liked him on screen. But, to me, this felt more like a Super Luigi Brothers movie than a Mario Brothers movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Which, again, but it's why? Luigi Mario, right? So yeah, but
2: why? <laughs> yeah, but why are you using a player two character, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, as, as the as the main focus of the film when it should be it should be a Mario movie?
0: Yeah, and that's I was surprised me, that it, yeah, it wasn't it, Mario's love interest.
2: Yeah, I, I'm very surprised by that. So it's just, it's just these little things. I'm like. Uh, this is why I wasn't a big fan of this film is Mm -hmm. because of these things that just the decisions didn't make much sense to me. And even um, look at Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. Yeah.
1: He just looked odd to me. Why not have that? I'm watching Dennis Hopper there. I'm like, either this is a big quick coincidence or they are channeling Donald Trump with him. (laughs) Oh. <laughs>
0: well, you really I mean, he. I liked his character choice because he's he's supposed to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex, right? And so that's yeah. why his arms were up, like like a T Rex. Yeah. I thought that was a good character choice.
2: Sure, I just don't see why. You know, again, being part of the comic book, I think he should have been a little more reptilian in the beginning, you know, and not fully mm-hmm. humanized because he's not a humanoid. Um, but again, right, but you I, know, in the wor- it's a world where you know uh, 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 T Rexes <laughs> and not dinosaurs are now humanoid which is weird to me but uh, that's
0: what i was gonna say in in that world that they are creating in this film they are that evolved you know what i mean because that's what the whole point of this is is they are at the point now in their evolution that they need to they're ready to take over the the other dimension um and so i i understood why he was more human but speak when he goes when he gets turned back he just turns into this just T-Rex looking thing that looked nothing like Bowser you know what i mean yeah. and i thought that was disappointing at the end of the film um and but and i think it's just the fact that i, I was able to separate the uh, once i realized that this was not going to be kind of what i wanted in terms of a super mario brothers adaptation I was able to kind of go with the story that they were presenting, presenting us because it made me laugh a, a, a lot more than I thought I would actually, honestly, um, which frankly, isn't hard to do, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I like to laugh. And so I laugh, but it, it because of that, I think is why I was able to go with so much of it. Um, and there's so many like nineties things I just loved about it. Like the, the, some of the music um, was like straight out of any, 90s film ever like the the film that kept coming to mind was honey i shrunk the kids i don't know if that's right where i remember the music from but that's just the film that kept coming to mind it's just i can't explain what the music it's kind of when something good happens that it's like almost celebratory music that plays it's just so very just seeped in the 90s i love it um and obviously go ahead and some of the music they had actually wasn't bad at all. Like mm-hmm. during one of, the,
2: one of the nightclub scenes, they had a uh, cover version of Love is a Drug by Roxy Music, which I really liked a lot. Yeah. Um, so they didn't do everything badly. You know, as, like- as far as me going really negative on the film here, uh, I thought the soundtrack was pretty decent.
0: Mm-hmm. And they um, were able I to like put
2: some, some game cues in once in a while. Right. At the end, I think they had like a silvatory like a game cue or an 8-bit uh, song song. Uh, because bite during the credit so these little things are kind of nice you know so I didn't mind that at all
0: yeah and that I liked uh, the Bob-omb uh,
1: oh, oh totally yeah I would have liked their theme to have been less goofy and a little bit more like the actual theme from the game though the that rolling it was just like it drove me nuts because it, <laughs> every time it, it's like oh Mario and Luigi must be on the screen I didn't even have to look up it's like wow come on guys that bugged me. I mean, most of the rest of the music I liked, it was just that one theme whenever Mario and Luigi were on the screen. It was just like, come on.
0: <laughs> Two characters I really liked were... Oh, don't um, say it. No, yeah, I'm going to say it. it. You know, I'm really? going to say it and I'm going to really? love it. Okay, Spike uh, and Dino. And uh, okay. what the fuck I, was I, his I, other I, other guy's name? He, I have
1: I it to he? here. They were, they were funny.
0: Yeah, they were. They were. They were. Yeah. Fisher Stevens is fantastic. I love him, and I thought he was really funny. And it then Spike, like, hundred. okay, if you run into a door or a window or something, I mean, you, you pretty much won my heart. It's that easy. And then Spike runs into that pane glass window at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> That's so stupid, but I fucking laugh every single time. Anybody yeah. runs into something like that, and I would it made me laugh. And I was like, oh, I, I like these two. This is gonna be yeah, good. No,
2: there's nobody that <laughs> dumb. That's the thing. It's like, they're supposed to be the of Koopa and mm-hmm. they're,
0: they're challenged. Yeah, they absolutely. I mean, this is, this is a family film, right? Like it's not supposed to be realistic. I mean, we're talking about dinosaurs in a second dimension, you know? So I, I didn't have a problem with thinking you that they were done.
1: They're trying. what? My brother you leave them out of this.
0: <laughs> oh man. But yeah. So I enjoyed them a lot. Um, just a couple of funny moments. I like when um they go – so before they go into the other dimension, they're sitting there watching and uh, Mario comes out with his his like big-breasted Brooklyn broad who's not who I'd expect Mario to be with. But yeah, um, when she walks out, he's they're like, oh, it's Daisy. Of course it is. She's in disguise. I could tell her from a mile away. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I enjoyed that. But – um, another goofy moment was when, so Scapelli's guys are going to flood the dig site, right? So that they can get back to work. And uh, the two guys that are that are sent to flood it, they're literally wearing white shirts that say Scapelli on the back of it. <laughs> I thought that was so stupid, but it, again, it made me laugh. Ah, uh, well.
2: I, I, I'm happy you're enjoying this movie. I
0: really am. Yeah. <laughs> and how could you not appreciate Spike and Iggy when they say, zero for five? Zero for five, what percent is that? And then they have a conversation trying to figure out what percent zero for five is. I mean, that's, that's it's good. That's stupid.
2: No, that's good. It's, it's not. It's lowbrow. It's, it's, uh. it's, it did not make me laugh at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it would have made 10 year old not- me
0: laugh and. Actually, what no, eighty six, four, seven. It would have made seven year old me laugh and it made thirty year old me laugh, and I'm happy about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's good. I'm I'm glad that they found a target audience.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um I liked the I, I liked the kind of the other dimension. So it looks like All of the the worst areas of like an 80s or 90s New York City, Mm -hmm. I would have loved if they would have gone more with it and maybe shown us more because it was almost like we were looking at one street and that was the entirety of their world aside from like – you get like the desert area at one point. But I thought it would have been cool if we got to see a little bit more. You know, you get to see the tower – um, Koopa's Tower and everything, but it just, I liked where they were going with it, and I kind of wish they would have done more with that kind of gross New York City that is their other dimension.
2: See, I i didn't like it. Um Just because it felt very, you know, like, they're not that dimension, so mm-hmm. they're not underground, but it felt like they lived underground. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, why are they, why, are, why does it feel undergroundy? You know, um, I, it would make more sense if they lived under the city and they're trying to break through, I guess, you know, the barrier to, to get on topsoil. So this one felt kind of claustrophobic to me. And, and, and that being said, if there's no sun, like everybody, I guess there is a sun level because they went to the desert and it was sunny, right. but, Nobody's living there. It's a barren wasteland. So, why isn't everybody albinos underground? Because where are they getting their skin pigmentation? There's no sun. (laughs) You know? Or again, am I thinking too much into this?
0: I think you might be thinking a little much into that. Because that, yeah, Um, it was definitely not something that crossed my mind um, (laughs) with this this kid's movie here. But... um... (laughs) the science doesn't
1: make sense Marty
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh Um, but one thing that was interesting and I think this is more a child of the time than anything else because I mean like in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles you know they go to like the underground or to that area where all the kids are I mean they're smoking cigars and and drinking beer right and these are kids so I mean I think this is more a thing of the times but at points, it was kind of confusing who the audience for this was. Cause I mean, like, you get, uh, um, uh, women that aren't, aren't fully clothed, you know, um, and they kind of have shots lingering on their cleavage at points. Um, oh, you
2: mean, 13 of me is asking if you mean their titties.
0: Yes, it is. Oh, that okay. is what I mean. Yep. Um, and then like, at one point, when they're in the second dimension and they're getting, they get arrested, and like the cop is asking him what, like it's like the Luigi Mario 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 thing, yeah. and like there's just a girl in kind of like this like stalking thing, just massaging his shoulder with her leg, like that was strange to me, and it just made me wonder, like, is this really f- like what, what audience are you trying to do this for? You know what I mean? But oh well, again, actually, I think it's a it, time thing of the time. Uh, the
2: game, the lost levels—you probably just didn't get to it yet. But there's, <laughs> you know, there's a level, I think it's level uh, six nine, where yeah. they go to uh, they go to the cop precinct and they get massaged and and then they get deloused and stuff. It's it's pretty it's pretty hectic because you got to keep tapping the A button <laughs> because the law's is gonna crash. That's so. what turbo's yeah. for. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know, what old school gamers don't use turbo.
0: <laughs> no Kim oh, here my friend Yeah I I love that Koopa Sends out a plumber alert As if that's like a thing That they're just ready to go In their back pockets They have this plumber alert ready to go and I thought that was just funny again I don't know I thought that was enjoyable And just ridiculous that they have this alert ready for him
2: You know what was not enjoyable What's that Was again the nightclub scene Mm-hmm. With Mario having to dance with the lady to get the necklace around her neck, yeah, and then the whole sequence of that lady grabbing the necklace earlier using those stupid jump boots.
0: Oh, I like those I jump boots.
2: I hated those jump boots.
0: <laughs> With the jump, what was wrong with the jump boots? It's
2: ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's what? just dumb. You, they had those in the 90s. They weren't rocket-powered, obviously, but like they had like those big shoes that you would bounce on and everything. I mean, that's a 90s thing. You,
2: it, it just looked ridiculous. because you it's guys like,
0: were fucking going to college in the 90s, you just missed out on some of the cool things. All right. Well,
2: I, I, I got laid really in the 90s Okay. <laughs> so, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my God. Sure, it was November 99,
0: but still. It counts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's fantastic. Oh man. It was, it was <laughs> so Did I know. You- you said Hopper didn't. He didn't enjoy his time on the film, and I feel like you could probably you can kind of see that as this Actually, movie goes on. Can, can I
2: can I uh, tell you a few things here? Yeah, please. So um, Hoskins said that it was the worst thing he ever did, and the whole experience was <laughs> a nightmare. That.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, Leguizamo admitted too that he disliked his role as Luigi, hmm. and uh, I don't know what that word says. Um, <laughs> he I don't I don't know what I wrote, but something is – this. He had a... Uh, oh, he uh, expressed his dis- dissatisfaction with the director's visions. Um And then I mentioned Hopper. Yeah, and then the director is complaining that the script they signed off on to direct was not the final script that they were provided, and that the tone of the movie did not match the script because the script received was darker, and all the... Uh, All the sets are apparently already built, so they had to work around that as well. So I think Mm. that's why the whole film looks a bit messy is because the film does not match the scenario of the movie. And I I just think the tone of the film is off, and I just think that the property was not used in its fullest potential. But everybody pretty much agrees that it was a miserable time filming this film. Yeah, I could see that. That said, though, um, apparently Harold Ramis – was approached to direct this movie. Really? Yeah. So, get this. Oh, Hell. Yeah, it would have been such a better movie. But Mm. he was approached to direct, and he declined after a meeting. Um, Then Danny DeVito was approached to direct and play Mario. Wow. But he wanted to read the script first, and they said no. So, he said no. (laughs) Um, Apparently, Schwarzenegger and Michael Keaton were offered Dennis Hopper's role as King Koopa, and they declined. (sighs) Wow. And that Tom Hanks had said yes to Mario. Wow. But then the studio thought he was going to cost too much money. So they dropped him and they
0: picked up Hoskins. I, I would have liked the movie less if Tom Hanks was pl- playing. I
2: think so too. I
0: think Hoskins was the best for Mario. Like, yeah. he,
2: he, I think he was great as Mario. Like, if I had to look at, at one good thing about this, about the whole aside, I think he portrayed Mario as the greatest. Yeah, I I think that's the best point of the whole film. He he was Mario, even though he hated the film. I think he did a great job. And apparently, him and Leguizamo hated this movie so much they they got drunk on a regular basis during the whole (laughs) filming of this film, which I don't blame them. No, that's the thing though. I forgot Samantha Mathis was in this film, and I was trying Mm -hmm. to rack my brain for watching who plays. Well, I thought it was Peach, but who plays Daisy? Mm -hmm. So, see, I like Samantha Mathis. And I felt so bad that she was in this movie. Like, as soon as I saw her, I'm like, oh, shit. I feel bad for her because she. I think she's a great actress. And she was in a lot of stuff in the 90s. And then she kind of fell off. You know, you don't see her
0: much anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that's what I was wondering, you know, because I don't actually recognize. I didn't recognize her at all. But looking okay. at her stuff, like, I've seen her. A lot of the things she was in, I just didn't. Like, she was in the punter. Like, well, I've seen so many of these movies she was in, but I don't recognize her at all.
1: Well, you're also looking at a reality of Hollywood. If, if you know, she's looking too old, they'll cast somebody else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and look
1: are, at we her. We're talking about, we are talking about the movie industry that decided that. Um, um, oh, God.
2: I want to bang it. at me. Huh? <laughs> Did I say that loud?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Aunt May. No, oh, well, yeah.
1: Wait, no, the we are talking about the the, the movie industry that decided that um, the uh, chick from uh, the House that played thirteen I can never remember her damn name. Uh, oh, her name. oh, Olivia
0: Wilde. Olivia Wilde, thank yes, you.
1: Yeah. They decided Olivia Wilde was too old to play the wife of an actor who was twenty five years older than her.
0: Right. Seriously. And yeah, I, mean, I remember she, hearing this, that is, this
1: is the kind of decisions Hollywood makes. So yeah, you know, if if she doesn't, you know qualify for, you know, mother roles or anything like that and decided she didn't want to do all those, yeah, yeah, they're not going to hire for anything.
2: Yeah, and, and I'm looking at her IMDb right now and she seems to be doing a lot of television mm-hmm. which I'm not really, I'm not watching what she's been in. Yeah. Um Like, Under the Dome I don't remember her uh, in Under the Dome. I only watched season one um i can't recall her being in it oh she might have oh i know we're, okay never mind she's i recall her in that one um but like Grey's anatomy i i didn't watch i don't watch the strain which i do want to watch um, yeah,
1: that's right. she's in the strain okay you know
2: so she's been doing a lot more tv recently mm-hmm. but man i dug her stuff yeah. back you know in the 90s early 2000s i guess mostly 90s but uh yeah, I think she's great. Like in Pop of the Volume, she was fantastic. Yes, um, yes. Broken Arrow, she's great. She's fucking awesome in Broken Arrow. I should watch that again. Maybe next year when I'm not doing a challenge. Um, and American Psycho, you know, like. I know, so I was trying to
0: remember uh, her, and I love American Psycho. I don't remember her in it, though.
2: She is the one that's always drugged up, that's always on uh, the different uh, ambience and whatnot. That, okay. Uh,
0: yeah, you know,
2: that has with uh, Patrick Bateman.
0: I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, like again, look at MDP. She's working steadily. I, I'm just not watching what she's uh,
0: been in recently. That's all. And I thought she was. I thought she was great in this. Like I didn't have any problem with her in this either. No,
2: neither did I. Um, again, I guess she's. I guess she's playing the original character. I don't know. Well, so so Daisy is the princess in the first Merrow Brothers.
0: Yeah, she doesn't okay. change. Yeah, the, right.
2: Okay, so whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I, her and Hopkins, I liked. Everybody else, I had issues with.
0: And and to me, I think. Probably the the thing I liked most about the film was the casting Um, because of everyone we've just spent time talking about. I thought they were fantastic. I mean, Fisher Stevens is uh, Iggy or the other one, whichever he was, Iggy. And then what's his name is Spike. Uh, I mean, that was my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, And if if anyone who's watching this is following along with us and and watch Super Mario Brothers and doesn't know Hoskins, my favorite role from him out of what I've seen has to be his work in Brazil. He plays a plumber, Ooh. if I remember right, in Brazil. Um, but Brazil is one of the most—it's fan fucking tastic. You should definitely watch it if you haven't. But he is so damn good in it. I absolutely love him, and that's where I kind of fell in love. Obviously, he's uh, in *Who Framed Roger Rabbit*, *Hook*, yeah. *Animated*, I mean, all these big movies. Um, but that's w- w- kind of the thing I've seen him in that I love him in most.
2: Yeah, to, to me, I know him from *Who Framed Roger Rabbit*. Yeah. Which deserves a rewatch. I have not. I think I bought that on DVD when it came out and I mm-hmm. haven't watched it. I don't think it's even unwrapped. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's so good in Roger Rabbit. So to me, every time I think of Hoskins, I think of Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um, and he's been in a lot of stuff, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. I think he's been in one called Cold Cold Fish Soup or Cold Dog Soup. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, he's in tons of stuff that I haven't watched yet, which I want to because I think he's a great actor. Yeah, he He's is. just – this is just not one of his best films.
0: Yeah, um, I did love the, like I, like I said, I thought the board, where the budget went, the casting, and then that car chase scene. And I actually really liked the car chase scene. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I thought that the the large budget really helped it. Um, you know, you get the explosions and just kind of the the uh, kind of like the demolition derby type action that goes on during it. I thought that was really cool, really well done.
2: I have a question.
0: Yeah. So
2: during the car chase scene, so the cars are kind of charged up via electricity, right? Because it's kind of like bumper cars where they have a grid above yeah. the city. Yeah. So when that big tra- that big construction truck is in the desert, mm-hmm. well, there's there's no grid. So how is it moving? Gas. G- gas. You think? I mean, it has like, to so be. Sparks, I don't know. I just I, I don't, I don't think
1: know. the dinosaur descendants are going to use fossil fuels to run their cars. There,
2: it's it's like they're swimming green. It's
0: like the cars <laughs> exactly. are
1: being, are being <laughs> fueled by people. Oh man, yeah. I don't
0: know. I, I I didn't care. I guess to be honest, as I was watching it, it didn't even I, cross I my see. mind.
1: They didn't, they didn't go that far outside the city. I'm guessing either they had batteries for that, for just for dumping, or you know, it was, uh, they had like just enough grid there. I mean, it wasn't like you could see them connected to any kind of power anyway. They just kind of had the whole yeah. sticking off. Right. Sparks flying.
2: Yeah, that's true. I see. I, I did like the cop cars. I thought it looked pretty cool. With the I know.
0: The yeah. With the police, like, it, the looked thing. Pretty,
2: it, it was like a Mad Max look, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's that it though. Cool. The car chase
0: was stupid.
2: Oh, I you liked know, when, it. When, when they landed on the other car, they are like, oh, we're not moving, but we are moving. Like, I know. Oh.
0: Luigi's like, I hope the guy below knows where he's going. heel, <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Oh, God.
2: I'm thinking, why are we watching Double Dragon instead? That would have been such a
0: better move than this. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. what do you think of the car chase scene there, Ash?
1: I'm trying not to think about it because it hurt my head. Um, oh, man. I had a couple of good moments, but it was like they're like we got to do something with, with this, so we'll go as you know crazy as we can. So they got like a whole bunch of old cars and basically went all uh, <laughs> went all um, blues brothers Derby. blues brothers at the mall. Yeah, was like we're gonna <laughs> smash as many of these fuckers as we can and get our money right. <laughs> I don't know.
2: That's actually a good comparison. Mm-hmm. That's actually a very good comparison.
0: Yeah. I thought Yoshi was just amazingly cute and I fucking loved Yoshi.
1: Yes, Yoshi was one of the high points of the movie for me because at that yeah. point I'm like, why am I watching this shit? And then he comes on, I'm like, Oh my god, he's cute.
0: I know, I, I look, love I look, I look
2: him. A little raptor, I'm like, oh he's gonna bite her neck or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did you guys think of the character whose name I don't have? The bouncer lady.
2: Oh, uh, the big black woman? Yes. Uh, I, I was like, she she stole his necklace. I want. Uh, hopefully, Meryl gets his necklace back. Hopefully, he does it by dancing. I don't know why I'm saying that. Oh, look, he he got it back by dancing with her. That's great. I I, I had no. But then
0: way. she turns into this kind of hero, trying to help them get away. But
2: then she uh, realizes they're part of the resistance. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I'm sorry, I, I got nothing good to say about this film. Really, like, oh, uh. no,
0: you said you said a lot of different good things about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was crossing my fingers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was very indifferent with that character.
0: It was disappointing that once they finally get into the outfits that sort of resemble the video game, that they don't really resemble the video game. It's just like the colors. I thought that was a very poor costuming choice. It's that, the
1: blue pockets that turned me off. That wasn't yeah. the first of many. That was you know not the first of right. many costume choices for that yeah. film, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Again, Luigi wore way too much red in this film. Mm-hmm. Way too much red. Like, there's no reason for him to wear red at all. He could have worn beige if you wanted to. Just stay away from the red. That's right. His brothers, that's Mario. Mario's color.
1: <laughs> and the names, my God,
2: that's so dumb. Uh,
0: that's Mario, like Mario, that. Luigi, Mario. Ugh. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, it's good shit! It's you know, good I, shit. I threw my
2: neck up from 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 just like you know shaking it so badly.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I thought it was ridiculous when they were um, riding the mattresses through the frozen pipes like they were a bobsled. I did and like then...
1: that sequence. I did, I did like too. that sequence, um, but only because it reminded me of the Running Man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I did, um, I
1: did, one of the lines did get a chuckle out of me. Uh, just before that, um, they're all—all all the girls are talking, and they're like, are, "Are you guys the? Are you the the missing girls from Bro- or from uh, uh, Brooklyn?" He's just like, "Yeah, yeah." Except for her, she's from she's from Queens, but she's all right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember that part. It was funny. Um, there's. The- <laughs> This is so stupid. You're gonna think it's so fucking But the the taxi that chases Mario down, it has the skeleton attached to it. I thought that was enjoyable too. Oh, which I guarantee you don't. But I,
2: I, I, I honestly, I, I don't remember. Oh, okay. I'll be, I'll be honest with do. gotcha. you. Does just ring a bell?
0: Yeah. Um, sure it,
2: sure it would have been hilarious though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <You know>. um, <laughs> it's Horrible. I was so disappointed that – okay, so the movie builds to Mario trusting the fungus and and the mushroom specifically. And then what happens when he finally does? He finally trusts this mushroom thing? It just turns into like a big disc for him to throw. I thought that was incredibly underwhelming when they've been building to it this whole time. I thought he was going to like eat the fucking mushroom and then get bigger or something. You know, That's what we would expect. But he just turns into a disc.
2: What I want is him to eat the mushroom. And then later, Daisy <laughs> goes, My daddy is inside you. <laughs> because my dad's the
0: punk. I know, I know. Oh my man. daddy is inside you wait, now, wait, Mario. Wait. Who plays, who plays
1: the, the king? Is Lance Henriksen. There was Lance Hendrickson?
0: Yeah. Yep. What? Okay. He yeah. he's the king. Oh, he that? The, oh, okay. Yeah, I know what for you're talking about, about. Three
2: about. seconds off screen?
0: Yeah, he's I was gonna say, yeah, he's not on there very long. No. But he yeah. plays Fungus very well, though. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> he's just great. Yeah, he really has a lot of different um, character options that he, that he goes with. So it's good. A um, high
2: spot of the film.
0: Right. Um, what else about this one? So at, at the end, Luigi does all this rescuing, right? He, he risks his life to rescue the princess and basically save the world. And even at the end of it, he still can't get laid. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of bummed
1: by that. But at yeah, the same you know time, what, you know what? As you've been telling us this whole time, it was for kids. So you know. yeah, yeah, yeah it would have been nice though. He gets okay,
2: laid. And he just, you just hear the, the sound of Mario jumping on the like the trampoline in the video game, like boing
0: boing boing boing, boing
2: <laughs> and then having a high score <laughs> on top of his head every time he pumps. Uh, that would be pretty awesome. And Then he finishes, he gets one up. <laughs>
0: Um, but I was reading that like uh, – so at the end, obviously, they set up for the sequel that we never get. Um, but that really – according to the writers, they weren't – they didn't have a sequel planned or anything. It was just kind of to resolve the fact that Luigi and Daisy didn't get together. So at least at the end, they are together again. Um, and so yeah. I, I understand that. But it's a little disappointed that something more didn't happen. Obviously, I didn't want to – they had to turn into a hardcore porn or anything, but um, something could have happened there, you know. Uh, a little I bit, bet more. You
2: there's Mario pornography. let me do a quick Google search.
0: I feel like I've heard of a like we were talking about earlier, like a This Isn't the Mario Brothers or something stupid like that. I feel like there's gotta be. I swear to god, I've heard of something yeah. like that.
2: Well, right off the bat, first link, Mario and Peach porn videos on Pornhub. So, let me, hey, there you go. Quick. We're doing this try. for science folks. <laughs> <this is> <laughs> Well, there's one. VR oh. porn princess Peach gets fucked by Mario POV. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. If only at 3D, uh... Mario and Peach hum, hot-humping sex. Ooh, that's another <laughs> one. <is> crazy. <laughs> oh, this Peach is getting off track. From BBC while playing Mario Kart on 3DS. Woo-hoo! alright right. <laughs> I'm going to book so, for later.
0: Ash, what are your final thoughts in your star rating for Super Mario Brothers?
1: Really? <sighs> um... <laughs> I I stand by my first my first impression of the three or four minutes that I watched back in nineteen ninety five on TV <laughs> that I really should not have sat through this movie. Um, while there are a couple of good highlights to it, it doesn't resemble the games. It plays lip service to a couple of things. It it doesn't. I don't know. I I don't. It, it doesn't kind of evoke anything other than just, uh, wow, the Hollywood meat factory turns out another shitty adaptation, uh, and it wasn't coherent, it felt slapped together, it just, uh I mean, Hoskins is one of the better, better parts of the movie, I didn't even like Dennis Hopper in this movie, uh, and I usually love Hopper, um, you know, they wasted a couple of really good actors uh, and, you know, the, the the slapstick comedy from The Two Cousins was pretty good. I just like the back and forth. The banter was fun. Um, and Yoshi's a good highlight. Um, I'm going to give this one a one out of four.
0: Oof. Wow. All right. And Mark, what are your final thoughts in your star rating for Super Mario Brothers? Ash gives it a one out of four. What about you?
2: Yeah, um, without rehashing what I've already said, the most, the biggest thought I had in my head while watching this movie is is this worse than a Garbage Pill Kids movie? And I think it's on par with that. Um, yeah, I, I really hated this film a lot. There's a reason why I don't own it in my collection. Um, It it did have a nostalgic feel to me at the same time because I was so young when it came out and when I saw it with the family. So it does have a warm, fuzzy feeling at the far end of it from my first time watching it and where I was. Uh, But the film itself, without the nostalgia glasses on, it's really bad. I really despise this movie. Um, Can you tell me what I gave the
0: Garbage Pill Kids movie? Um, I can, yeah. Let me... um... Pull that up here, right? Quick, like. Uh, you gave that one star.
2: I did. Wow, that's generous. Oh, then again, there's no tangerine in this movie. I'm gonna give the uh, uh, the um, Meryl Brothers movie. Ah, fuck, I'm gonna give it half a star. Whoa! Holy shit. I really despise this film a lot. <laughs> wow. Like, I'll never watch this again. If I could go back, I'd probably give Trailer Park, or Trailer Park Boys. Garbage Phil Kids <laughs> probably a similar score. But, yeah. again, Tangerine was in it, and she wasn't wearing a bra at some point. Yeah, so, she was
0: enjoyable yeah. to look at. It.
2: Yeah, this one, Samantha Mathis, is beautiful, but she's barely – she's not that much in this movie, and she's not wearing what Tangerine wore. So, yeah, I give this half a star.
0: All right, fair enough. So – Super Mario Brothers is one of those films that gets shit on all the time online and on podcasts, clearly. Uh, but I don't think it really deserves all the hate that's tossed at it. Sure.
1: Wait, wait, wait. wait. Here comes this 4.0. You ready for it? You ready for it, Marshall? Oh,
0: God. Okay, let me put my seal button on. Sure. <laughs> it's incredibly cheesy and goofy, but that's what made it endearing for me. Bob Hoskins is... Uh, an incredible character actor And John Leguizimo is great in almost everything I've seen him in And they do a really good job leading the film Hopper is wonderfully Smarmy as Koopa And it's surprising that uh, that the cast Even though they hated it I feel like they still took it seriously while they were filming And it makes the film a lot better because of it Um, The biggest complaint I have with the movie is that it doesn't really use any of the world that we know from the video games, nor does it use some of the most basic game mechanics like jumping on people to kill them or eating mushrooms to get bigger, anything like that. I would love to see more of the game that we know implemented into the film, and I can imagine that's where most of the hatred for this film stems from, especially listening to you two. Um, But it's virtually nothing like the game. Aside from the characters and being based on such an insanely uh, famous video game, I'm sure it would have helped if it did more to make it more reminiscent of the games that it's based on. The story that is here, though, was engaging and fun to watch. I was laughing out loud a lot more than I thought I would. Um, and that's reason enough to not hate on this film. Is Super Mario Bros. an excellent movie? Of course not. It is, is it a fun movie that, that families would likely enjoy watching together? Absolutely. I liked it a lot more than I expected, and I really wish we would have gotten a sequel to see where things went from here. But I'm giving Super Mario Brothers two and a half out of four stars. Wow. And I would much rather watch Super Mario Brothers again than Garbage Pail Kids or either of those two shitty Resident Evil animated films that we watched recently. <laughs> <laughs> That's for damn sure.
1: Okay. Okay. I have a actually, I have a very, very good comparison to the to why this movie sucks so much compared to the source material. Okay. Okay. This Super Mario Brothers movie is like if they met, went and took Legend of Zelda and made it into, uh, or made Link into like some gun wielding psychopath who had to go back into like New York City to hunt for. Gannon, who's a gangster and shit and that's what this feels like and it's just like I'd
0: watch hey, the hell out of that <laughs> yeah but it's the
1: same but yeah then give it a really shitty budget and, and, and uh, you know terrible script uh, on top of that you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so, I don't know that's no, just fair what it, feels yeah, like I- it
0: it's like Yeah, you're right. I mean, they don't shoot anything in Mario, right? Except from fireballs, and they're shooting guns. I mean, that's ridiculous, so I definitely see that. But I still enjoyed what I saw, so...
1: Eh, Well, no, I'm not disputing that, you know.
0: No, absolutely. No, I know, I know. You know,
1: you like a lot of weird, random shit, so it's fine.
0: Yeah, it's true.
2: It it is not (laughs) my job to change your decision. I just (laughs) make my case. But if you (laughs) like something, I'm not going to hate you for it. No,
0: I know, I understand.
2: That's why you're a
0: better man than I am.
1: Break you over oh, the part. <laughs>
0: Oh, goodness. All right. So let's move on to round 27 of the best in the backlog challenge where we try to conquer our personal backlogs one week at a time. So as a reminder for this feature, each of us takes a look at the other's unwatched pile, be it their home video collections or one of their streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Instant Video or Vudu and pick one film the other hasn't seen yet and challenge them to watch that film before the next podcast where they then give a quick review of that film. So, uh, just a refresher. Mark, we we chose for ourselves this past week. So, yeah. Mark, you chose to watch The Exorcist 3 from 1990. I chose to watch 12 Angry Men from 1957. And Ash, for some reason, chose to watch Horror Story from 2013. So, Mark, how was yes. The Exorcist 3?
2: Um, a little puzzling, to be honest with you. I know very little of the film prior to watching. I just watched it before the podcast here. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so the Scream Factory comes out with, has two, I guess, uh, versions of the film. Uh, one disc is the theatrical. One is a, I think a, um, I'm not sure if it's a director's cut or producer's cut. Um, the theatrical cut's about 110 minutes long. The director's or the special cut, it didn't say on the disc. So I started with the theatrical just because I thought I'd watch what everybody else saw in theaters. Um, okay. So, I don't know if this is the preferred cut or not, but I thought I'd start with that. So, I know what was original. Mm-hmm. And up until, I think, almost the end, I was confused as fuck. Um, so, in this one, first of all, the acting is fantastic. We've got George C. Scott. He plays a director. director, shit. A detective, sorry. Um And he's friends with uh, a a Catholic priest called Father Dwyer, or Dyer. And um, their friendship goes through ups and downs during uh, some new killings by the Gemini killer, which we believed had died, but might not actually be dead. Um, I guess I can go through some spoilers. The movie's from 1990. So, So, there's some pretty interesting kills in this movie um then again we don't see much but like just opening sequence when pazuzu that's the uh, that's the <laughs> demon he, he comes back he comes back and uh makes his presence known where you know he blows wind to a church the church blows open and then there's like a uh, a wooden christ on a on the uh on a cross that, you know, like a statue and his eyes open. and like, that's freaky. Like right off the bat, it gets you. Mm -hmm. So this film's made in 1990. It feels like a late eighties film, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like the aesthetics of the film, the scenery and and the set design really spooky uh, with the, with the lighting and just the way things looked. Um, Now I'm not a religious person at all, Mm -hmm. Um, but I love religious horror movies. So this was up my alley. I was just really, really confused. Um, now that I've seen it, I'd like to rewatch it again so I can put uh, pieces in the puzzle sooner in the film. Um, you know, I, I am not, I'm not going to uh, spoil it, uh, just for those who, hasn't, who haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, but Brad Dourif is in it. He plays the Gemini killer that's in the, um, that's in the psych ward of this hospital. Fuck, they do things to his voice where they speed it up and they slow it down and they change the pitches. It's creepy. I wish I saw this at night instead of like two o'clock in the afternoon because I think this would have been uh, even better in a nighttime setting where everything is pitch black. I don't have blackout blinds in my living room, obviously. So I had to uh, watch it in, you know, some, some bright overcast light. Um, but watching this, uh, at night would have been a lot creepier so I think eventually I'm going to revisit this film, um, again, probably next year or I'm not going to do challenges. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I really liked the film. Um, I think I'm going to like it more upon future viewings. Um, but it was, it was pretty creepy and I, I dug it. I'm just, uh, I still have a few questions, which I'm sure they will be able to answer upon another, uh, another rewatch. But, uh, I, I yeah between the, the special effects and just the the acting is top-notch it's a really well-done horror film I I, I really recommend it um if I had to give it a, a rating I'd probably give it a, a solid three I probably could go higher if I uh gave the film some more viewings but for mm-hmm. now I'm gonna give it a full three out of four
0: awesome very cool mm-hmm. um yep one I own uh, and ha- actually, yeah, I do own. I just have not watched it. I don't Actually, I don't think I own the Scream Factory release of it yet, though, because I have like okay. the complete set on Blu-ray, and so I don't think I've double-dipped on that one yet, but I could be wrong. Um,
2: okay, yeah, I, I didn't check any special features at all, so I, didn't, yeah. I just strictly watched it today.
0: Right. Um, but speaking of uh, religion, not, not being a religious person, me either by any stretch of any imagination, but at, I have to tell the story real quick because at work the yeah. other day, uh, I was having a conversation with this, with this old woman and, um, uh, she, she's very old, like she's probably mid eighties, walks with Kane, Um, and she's a big, um uh, big Trump supporter. Um, and huh. so we were having a conversation, she was giving me her opinion and I was just like, oh yeah. And she was talking about basically how the Democrats trying to cause problems. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, she was like, oh, you don't agree. And I was like, oh, well we all have our own opinions. You know, that's what makes the world go around. Right. Um, uh, and then she started laughing Then she got up to leave and she going through her purse, putting uh, things away and she pulls up this bottle and she's like, Oh, here's my holy water. I was like, Oh, well, she's like, I carry it with me. I was like, Oh, that's good. So I'm sitting there. Okay. I work at a bank, right? So I'm sitting there. I'm in my okay. dress clothes. Um, she's across from me at the, at the table. I, I, I our, our bank is weird. Like we don't, we have a teller line, but we don't use tellers. Like they do all the transactions at desks and that's where I am. I'm a, a desk. And, uh All of a sudden, she's like, I'll bless you. She opens this bottle of water and throws it at me (laughs) as I'm sitting. This water drenches, like, it, it gets me all wet. It's on my glasses. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to say? So this random lady just threw water at me, holy water at me, and then just got up and left. I was like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, at least oh. you didn't start
2: like sizzling or anything you know, I know exactly or-
0: It was like the most random thing I have ever had happen to me In my years of public service if you will And uh, yeah it was It was strange as fuck man It got wa- holy water tossed on me
2: You know what this actually brings up a, a good Suggestion for a future arc is to do yeah. like religious Horror
0: Oh absolutely
2: and, you know, you know, like and stuff. Like, I love that kind of stuff Yes, But to even go with like horror from other religions Mhm. Like do you do like any maybe some like a Golem horror flick, you know, from the from the Jewish religion or something yeah. else like it'd be interesting to maybe uh you know look into, you know, uh, religious horror
0: films from other religions on top of just Catholic or Christian. That'd be kind of interesting to do. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there could be any three less qualified people to talk about religion, but I mean, it sure would be fun. I'm just saying, I
2: I, I just love a good crucifixion, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. uh, Yeah, no, I just find a a religious horror uh, super creepy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I I just, it it fascinates me, you know, as much as I'm a religious Mm -hmm. person, um, you know, uh, like look at Vampires, the uh, Carpenter Mm film, you know, Uh, like uh, James Woods' character, you know, he he works for the, uh, you know, he works for the, for, for the vatican but he's a vampire slayer i'm like i'd never be a priest but i'd be a monster slayer for
0: sure you know? <laughs> yeah absolutely but i just want to share that stupid story um anyway so ash how was horror story from 2013
1: um i'm actually okay i didn't realize it was a a, a bollywood horror film when i picked it <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you fucking liar! You love Bollywood horror. Who the hell are you trying to kid?
1: Oh no, 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 no! no. I like Bollywood action and comedies. <laughs> uh, uh, Bollywood horror. Uh, this movie has like a couple strikes against it, though. First, there's no song and dance. Oh, and, and what? second, there's no there's no rain sequence. So,
0: oh my god, that is right so there. fucking lame.
1: I know. Um, that being said. Um, They do a few interesting things with it. Um, uh, The description is, On a dare, seven college friends spend a night in an abandoned hotel rumored to be haunted and find themselves trapped in a nightmare. Um, Supposedly, the abandoned hotel used to be a uh, hospital, and that's where everything kind of goes wrong and everything else. Um, A couple of the characters were really fucking annoying, and I was really happy to see them go. Uh some of the other ones not so much and it was that was kind of sucky. Um it feels a little low budget. Um the the ghost is kinda interesting though. Uh they are a lot creepier with it um than than anything else. Uh the death scenes are kind of eh for most part. The, the Probably the most effective one, um, well, I won't spoil it, but there's a couple of them that are really effective, and it's just like, holy crap, that was awesome. Uh, but uh, you know, some of them were just like, that's it? Really? He died from that? Uh, but you know, that type of stuff. But I mean, it was okay. I mean, they, you know, it was interesting. Um, it just, it was a little just, it was disappointing. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, like, great. So. Okay. Yeah, well, I, honestly, I,
0: you liked it more than I thought, so it yeah, sounds like...
1: I, I give it, it a two and a half.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Very good. Um, and if you want to hear Ash's and I's thoughts on Bollywood, and Chris's for that matter, you can go back to episode, what, like four, five, or six, <laughs> somewhere in there. And yeah. uh, we do a whole episode dedicated to Bollywood. And man, what a fantastic fucking world of cinema Bollywood is, so... Um, if you've not seen anything Bollywood, definitely check some out. Uh, the Doom, D-H-O-O-M series is uh, the best place to start, I would say. Yes. But, yeah, absolutely. So, very good. Cool. Cool. Um, So I watched 12 Angry Men from 57, so I love me a good courtroom drama. And of course, I've always heard about uh, 12 Angry Men and how it's one of the better ones out there. So I ended up buying the Criterion Collection Blu-ray when that was released, however long ago, maybe a couple years now, or a year, I don't know. Um, And I've had that movie sitting on my shelves ever since. So 12 Angry Men is about these 12 jurors. They're men, and they're generally angry, who are trying to determine whether or not the 18-year-old boy that was on trial was guilty or not guilty. If he's guilty, he puts, he's put to death because that's the state law for first-degree murder. There's no if ands, or buts about it. And if he's found not guilty, he walks away scot-free. I mean, that's really the entirety of what the film is about and the tension and drama of that director Sidney Lumet and writer Reginald Rose are able to squeeze out of this deliberation room is fucking stunning. I was literally clapping at points because of how wonderful the shot or the script was at different times. One of my favorite aspects of the movie is the fact that it takes place almost entirely in real time. There's never a second for the audience to breathe, just like there isn't for the uh, second for the jurors to breathe. It helps put us in that much too hot room. Um and, and helps build the tension for us. It's really an incredible feat to make 12 white men yelling at each other for uh, 90 plus minutes as interesting, engaging and thought provoking as uh, Lumet and Rose pull off. This is an absolute must-see film. It's undoubtedly one of the greatest films I've ever seen, and I can say that without any hesitation. It is nothing short of brilliance in filmmaking. Made even more special when you realize that this was Sidney Lumet's directorial debut. Fucking blows my mind. But obviously, I absolutely loved it. If you have not seen this movie, correct that. You won't regret it. Obviously, I'm giving 12 Anger Men four out of four stars. It blew me away. Have you guys seen this one?
2: Uh, only the remake they did back in the 90s.
0: Okay, I need to watch that one, but I've not seen them. And you haven't seen it, Ash?
1: No, I have not.
0: Okay. Yeah, definitely we're checking out. Uh, it is, oh, it's just so good and, and like thinking back to like specific scenes, it just I, it just I'm just like wow again, even though I'm not watching it. It's just amazing. Uh, definitely recommend 12 Angry Men one of my favorites i will watch this year i would imagine so four out of four from me all right so next week uh normally we would pick for somebody else at this point but um because of some issues with getting the lists to each other because the program we use shut down uh we're going to just pick for ourselves again this week and then we'll pick for each other again next week um so uh, with that in mind does anybody know what they're going to watch for next week yet
1: i do indeed actually
0: uh it's fantastic
1: on my list for a long freaking time um ravenous from 1999
0: oh my goodness Ooh, that's, that's excellent. A good film. i've heard so many good things about it and it's another one uh, like you have not seen and i really want to very good choice excellent what about you mark
2: um, I think I'm gonna go back to teen gets cream pie from BBC while playing
0: on Mario Kart <laughs> 3DS.
2: <laughs> oh, that was really really good.
0: Oh my goodness!
2: I'm pretty sure that's. I don't think okay. that'll meet
0: the time uh, limit requirements for. Uh, uh, but,
2: <laughs> well, it's uh, four minutes and forty seconds. We're I, I lo-
0: saving it for after the podcast. Good. Good. I can watch it on the loop. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I oh. think I'm gonna watch Crash 2. I've never seen it.
0: Crash two,
2: yeah, with um, uh, with uh, what's his name? Uh, give me one second here. Can we just pull it with uh, Jason Statham and Amy Smart? Crash. Oh, oh okay. Crash two, crank,
0: crank two. Crank two. two. Thank Crash. you. Yeah,
2: okay. Cr- yeah. Crash two. Crashed again. Yeah. This is Crank two. High <laughs> voltage from two thousand nine. I've seen the first one. Didn't like it so much, but I've got the second one on Blu-ray. So why okay. not give it a try?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
2: it's a fully charged edition.
0: So, let's see what that means. (laughs) That that sounds really exciting. Yeah. Um, Excellent. So, um what I'm going to do so uh mark actually mentioned this earlier uh because it was he if we were he was going to pick for me it was one that he was going to pick and so i'm just going to pick it too if you don't mind um because sure. it's one i've been wanting to see and haven't and the sequel comes out tonight actually aka uh today when this podcast released, um and so i am going to watch 2014's guardians of the galaxy yes so i've not seen that one yet so i will correct that this week and oh, I'm excited love it. as well. I, I own I'm the um it. uh the vinyl of this, but I've not watched the movie. So
2: do you have the Mondo vinyl?
0: No. No, I don't. Oh, okay. Just uh I I don't know who is what it is, it's just like the regular deluxe edition vinyl from whoever.
2: Okay. So. Yeah. Um I'm hoping to see it Sunday. If not, it'll be uh early uh, next week. Yeah. Um Fair but uh yeah, so I'm um, I'm sorry, I'm still looking at that girl with the three DS. Sorry, I'm gonna click that off. <laughs> i I don't know how many times i've watched the original guardians i love that film um it's it's probably my favorite marvel films okay trying to think if it's better than cap three and it's a a different film you know so yeah oh yeah it's unique i like it a lot
0: i think you'll like it too very good um and uh yeah the sequel is gonna be amazing Awesome, excellent. So just to recap, Mark is watching Crank 2, High Voltage, from 2009. I am watching Guardians of the Galaxy from 2014. And Ash is watching Ravenous from 1990. Fan-fucking-tastic. So that is going to be that for this week. So next week we'll continue the video game arc with a review of DOA, Dead or Alive, from 2006 – so definitely track that, a copy of that down. If you have not seen it, it is available on Amazon, uh, instant video. I believe the price is $6.99 or you can buy it on DVD from Amazon for $5.99 in the US. Uh, so track that down any way you can and, uh, watch it with us. So, as always, if you have questions for the three of us here at the Cinefessions Podcast, like we said earlier, hit us up at that hashtag, InFilmWeTrust, for all of the questions you'd like us to answer here on the show. And we'll do our best to answer all of them. If for some reason you're not on Twitter, call us at 3- uh, 1-302-448-TALK or email us at contact.cinefessions.com for any question of the week options. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever else it is you might be listening to us. Positive reviews help us reach a broader audience, which is always the goal, and so we really appreciate you taking the time to leave us that feedback. Another reminder... You can always reach us on social media. We'd love to interact with our listeners there. You can find us at Cinefessions on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So make sure you're following us on all three of those platforms. And Ash, where else can we find you online? Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter, D-H-G-F-A-S-H-E. Uh, I'm, I, it's on my phone, so if you poke me and you really want an answer, I'll probably answer you unless I'm asleep.
0: There you go. Perfect. And what about you, Mark?
2: Uh, you can catch me on uh, Instagram at m 2 zero two, or on Twitter at uh, mark with a c underscore
0: nadul. Excellent, and I wouldn't necessarily recommend poking Mark because you probably won't get the response that you're looking for. Uh, on Twitter, poking me, poking you in general. Ah uh, well, just poking you is probably not a good thing. It'll I don't elicit know why the bear. You...
2: I don't know why you want to uh, introduce uh, assault uh, (laughs) from strangers upon my person. Uh, If you're a girl, you can try. (laughs) I'll I'll probably fight back.
0: Oh, man.
2: Yeah. No. You can poke me on Facebook if you like. But if you want to, add me on Facebook. Let me know that you are uh, a real person and watch or listen to the podcast and not just a bot. Because if I see you only have three friends on Facebook, I'll probably decline your... uh, your uh, friend request. Because is that a thing that you
0: can still do on Facebook is poke people? I think so, but who I know, uses that now? Yeah, I know, when it first started, I used do to do that.
1: Because every once in a while, I get poked, but
0: yeah. <laughs> that's fucking fantastic. I love that it's still there. Oh, anyway, you can find me on Twitter, on my personal feed, at Simon1, that's P-S-Y-M-I-N-1. All right, so I want to thank everyone for listening to the 91st episode of the Cinefessions podcast, and remember... In film, we trust. We'll catch you next time.